Hello and welcome to Beatdown, a musical battle royale. I'm your host, just back from the sandlot, Josh Burnell, and joining me on the <laughs> podcast this week. Nobody puts her in the corner. She's Jennifer Lane, everybody. Good evening, Jennifer. <laughs> Good evening. And he's hard at work on his audition for Electro City. He's Edward Giordano. Good evening, Ed. Uh, should I know this reference? <laughs> it's from. It's. I, I wanted to get a reference to Wet Hot American Summer, but that's actually from the sequel, Wet yeah. Hot so, the the Netflix series. Hotter, wetter, whatever it was. Yes, <laughs> I think it was the first year. Wet Hot oh, American Summer, okay. the first year. Um, of course, I googled Wet Hot American Summer musical, and then I was like, Why have they never done a Wet Hot American Summer musical? That just writes itself. <laughs> But it didn't happen. Uh, yes, we are a threesome this week, uh, just like the old days. And our topic is songs of summer. Um, I wanted to congratulate everybody because this is going to be our 20th episode. So that's Yay. exciting. Big Yay. ups for us. Well 20 done. episodes into the new show. Uh, this is a different show than the Gleeful Show. That's it's it's requires a little bit more homework. Than oh, the oh, oh okay. Show. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> requires I'm, a little bit more homework. Besides the obvious, yes, that is an additional way. It's different for us. <laughs> how Jennifer? How is how is this show different than when you did uh, Mulder? It's us. The X Files. Uh, Ooh, X Files. Re- it was just well, about just, the last season, right? Right. The right. Most well, recent oh. season. Well, I mean, we talked about all things X-Files and, um, you know, some related stuff, but we were specifically covering the episodes that were um, of season 10. And, well, I mean, it's it's different. It, well, it's very different because we were watching the episodes and reacting to that. And in something like this, we're, uh, you know, given a topic and basically finding the song that matches that reaction, you know. So, you know, this time is summer, so... Obviously, that's where we're going, but um, but yeah, it's a little it's a little different. It's it's not just a reaction. It's it's there's there's research. There's um, you know, <laughs> figuring out your 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 point of view for the song and and and, and why it came to your mind and, and and why it means something. And so it's a, a lot more a lot more personal as well. That's interesting. Ed, uh, you've also done podcasts that weren't with me. Um, I've never done a podcast without you two guys. Isn't that kind of wild? Uh, Ed, what, what, how, what's, how is uh, doing doing Beatdown different than some of your other shows? Um, I actually think what I like about Beatdown is it involves it forces me to be prepared. And like I'm like, I, I like this fake belief that being unprepared for things is like somehow leads to success. I don't know where <laughs> this came from. It, just, it came from like, systemic laziness i imagine um I, I mean that's why part many of my shows have failed historically is like i'm too lazy to prepare but this one kind of forces you into it so that's cool yeah you do uh the beatdown is more successful when you come come correct i suppose or at least have an emotional attachment i think yeah. that's the biggest thing i think the times that i'm able to speak most eloquently and yeah. and thoroughly is when i have an emotional attachment to a to a song yeah when you can bring something personal it does mm-hmm. seem to yeah it's certainly the most fun i know we got a lot of really great reactions to the show last week and oh, yeah. i'm sorry this is a look behind the curtain you guys are going to be listening to this on memorial day weekend but we're actually recording it before episode 19 uh which for you guys will be last week uh but so when we did um songs that changed our lives we got some great 
great reactions to that episode. Yeah. I think because oh, really? of it so I'm personal. curious what those reactions Very emotional were. reactions yeah. from, from friends who were, uh, you know, texting us or messaging us on Facebook. And um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that is the look behind the curtain. So usually at this point, I would be saying who won last week. But we don't know who won last week because we haven't recorded last week yet. I think the guest is going to win. Uh, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we will find out and we will tell you then. But because it's episode 20, Ed, I wanted to ask you... Um, you seem to be hearing most of the songs or at least much more of the songs for the first time. And uh, what has that experience been? Have you made any exciting musical discoveries over the last 20 episodes that you've uh, uh, been, been able to attribute to the beatdown? Um, well, I've, I've actually been listening to a little bit of Frank Turner. Wow. I blame, I, I, I blame Josh. That's a general. It, he's he's definitely making that happen because you're not the only one. Yeah, I'm getting Frank. I, that's most of the reaction from the songs about songs mm-hmm. to change your life episode has been uh, <laughs> people finding now, out about Frank Turner. <laughs> um, I really like. I don't know. I never really listened to Prince, but now I'm like I'm into the Love Symbol album. So nice. That's cool. Awesome. Um, it's actually making me like. Uh, in, way, in ways that are not related, to, well, like potentially related to the show, I'm like pushing myself outside my like Spotify bubble into other things, so I could so I could be like better prepared or come with topics that ex- that it, like like even I was like even though I kind of knew what synth pop I was song I was gonna do last week that I don't appear on um, <laughs> that uh, I I still like listened to a bunch and that was cool. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's forcing me to push myself outside my comfort zone. And I think that, like, that seems, knowing what your tastes are, synthpop seems such a logical fit for you. And there's so much. I mean, it goes back to the, you know, the, the 70s. You had so much to draw from there. Yeah, well, and it's... I, I, I made an argument to Josh that we should do synthpop of the 80s and synthpop not of the 80s, but that did not fly <laughs> over very well. Well, it was more like later in our series, I think, when we've got a few more years under our belt, we'll definitely get around to yeah. having to refine the topic yeah. a, a little bit. But uh, A micro, micro exam- examination of particular genres. Yeah, I think that'll be a lot a lot of fun. I mean, just delving or getting our toe wet in, in synth pop uh, will be, or I say will because we haven't recorded episodes, but to the audience <laughs> was uh, pretty interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's funny cause that's one of the things you and I, Ed have differed on is I like, excuse me. I like the episodes where the focus is on, a, uh, is on a concept like summer and you tend to gravitate more toward when the episodes are about a genre. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, is I, I have issue, oh, not issue, issue is the wrong word. I, my head does not wrap around the way like you were uh, you were always suggesting these themes of like that involve feels, and I'm like, I don't uh, like, <laughs> like, I'm like not ready. give me something where I could, where I could like, it's like just a fact. Like it, it, it was it produced in the '90s. It's synth pop. It is, it is by Shania Twain. Like these are just facts, and then from there you could choice now i want to hear this shania twain 90s synth pop <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well some of her music was yeah, real did, goofy and synthy in that period. i mean little, gonna get you good <laughs> it's probably there but it's not 90s but it's two of the three so. it's uh, the only thing country about shania twain in the 90s was the fact that she wore boots and, and her hair yeah and her hair was real big gravity <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, this week our theme is songs about summer. And um, before we get into our selections, one thing Jennifer and I was talking about, we're talking about, is that I'm from Southern California where it's kind of summer all year, or mm-hmm. at least the difference between summer and day and the rest of the year is not as aesthetically <coughs> dramatic. Um Whereas for you guys, being from the Midwest and the East Coast, summer is a very different time than the rest of the year. So it wasn't really into the last few years where I've heard people talking about the song of the summer and the summer Mm -hmm. song, where I just don't have an emotional connection to that. Jennifer, like, it it does strike me, though, that you have a real connection to this Mm -hmm. concept of summer music. Oh, yeah, because... Everything was different, you know, the the weather changed, the pace changed, your life changed, everybody, you know, your your mindset changed. I was also in an area that, you know, would get an influx of tourists. Mm. Um, your, everything you did was different. You went to the beach in the summer. You, you know, cruised Revere in the summer. You hung out on the wall in the summer. Like, you did these different things. The wall? What's the wall? At Riviera Beach. (laughs) Oh, I'll get into it. (laughs) I'll get into this. Mom and dad don't listen. Um, (laughs) Everything everything changed. So it wasn't... It it was very... It was very tangible, book-ended segment of the year. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of crossover. Like, you know, you, you hit Memorial Day weekend. Our... You know, we had rules about even how you dressed. Like, you don't wear white before Memorial Day and you don't wear white after Labor Day. Unless oh, maybe you got married. Oh, yeah, no, white shoes, May 25th, give or take, to September, you know, 6th, <laughs> give or take. Never wore them, you know, back to school, anything like that. Like, I mean, so we had, it was very, it was so clearly defined. And yes, there were always these songs that... You know, they would they would drop in the beginning of the summer. It would be what you'd hear blasting on everybody's car radio as you're up at the beach or sitting out on, you know, sitting on the blankets all day long at the beach or at the park, people in their boom boxes. You'd be like a dozen different boom boxes, but they'd all be playing the same music. So wow. it was it was a it was a very defined soundtrack for that time. So <laughs> so yeah, it's it is pretty different. I mean and out here I do I can't, I do sometimes forget that, you know, like, oh, it can be 100, 100 degrees in March and it can still be 100 degrees in July. And yeah. 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 I mean, it's a little I, different. I lose track of the months out here. In Los Angeles, summer is a lot hotter than where I'm from. Like yes. in Ventura, 85 degrees was a hot day. In Los Angeles, 85 degrees is like, oh, well, it's getting a little up there. Like, yeah, bring it's, a sweater. It's just on in the case. way to a hot day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's that's definitely a big change for us. But Ed, what's your experience with this concept of summer songs and songs of the summer from uh, from where you grew up? Um, I guess I'm thinking what what ha- what happened with the summer in the Midwest. Like, obviously, we didn't have tourists in Indiana. Sadly, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why they weren't rushing to it, but they didn't. Uh, the I'm t- like summer to me was like a, a form of escapism, like different from the from the from the lake effect snow of the of the winter, and uh, yeah, I, I I guess I guess that's why I'm like thinking I try to like deconstruct this, and I'm thinking like the like the, I think that's why the OC did so well in the Midwest compared to the West Coast because. Like to you guys, it was like just life, and to us, it was like, oh my god, this is like a portal into 
the world where, yeah. where so exotic. women never where women only wear bikini tops as shirts or something. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that not normal? I no, that's not, that's not normal. <laughs> in the well, let's put our names <laughs> in the randomizer and uh, see who is going to go up first. Uh, and I'm going first, according Woo-hoo. to the randomizer. Um, so songs of the summer, um, like I said, I don't have a real deep connection to this concept of songs uh, for the summer or songs about summer. Um, so I kind of just went to the second you say, uh, tell me a song about summer. Most recently, I was obsessed with Demi Lovato's Cool for the Summer. Uh, Demi Lovato, I think, is... Um, Ed, you'd made the comment earlier that you thought of her as underrated. I don't know if Demi Lovato is underrated. I just really like her. Like, she I came mean, out of the... People don't respect her for the successes that she's achieved in her life. That's true. I, I think that's therefore, true. Therefore underrated. She's always had a habit of kind of, as soon as she gets successful, she obscures it with some form of drama. Like Demi Lovato has always been a little troubled and both on in her professional life and in her public life there's always kind of this like duality of drama and then she came out of the disney machine mm-hmm. where everything was kind of you know supposed to be real clean and tidy and she got started in that movie with the jonas brothers that camp rock movie with the jonas brothers and here's this person who's like not clean and tidy at all and couldn't really fake it as well as like Miley Cyrus could fake being clean and tidy all day long until she decided to stop faking it. And then it was just like, okay, we get it. Like you, we know you, yes, weed is fun. Let it go. Uh, but like, I don't know. Demi Lovato's always kind of had this thing, but musically I find her really interesting because she can't sing as good as, as uh, the one with the cat ears and the ponytail and she's probably Ariana Grande Ariana Grande, Grande. Uh, Ariana Grande. I mean that's a, that's a high bar you're setting but I mean sir. she can't <laughs> sing as good as Ariana Grande like she's not as she's not as good of an actress or or possibly is kind of like charismatic as just like your Selena Gomez's of the world like she'll never be Victoria Justice who doesn't even really sing but it's just like somehow really entertaining to watch but at the same time she's there's just something really captivating to me about Demi Lovato and her music what set her apart from all those girls is her music had a rock edge even at her poppiest even at her silliest her music had a rock edge and also she's the only person who recorded the pop version of a Disney song and it was not the more popular version (laughs) Because she recorded the pop version of Let It Go. And it was the only time when the movie version was more popular than the pop version. Peebo Bryson is like, hey, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Because, like, I made a lot of money on all those songs. So let's dig into it. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cool for the Summer. And so let's take a listen to that by Demi Lovato. Take me down into your paradise. Don't 
So that's cool for the summer. It's um, mostly a Max Martin track. Uh, if, oh, it, yeah. his, his fingerprints <laughs> are all over it. Musically, it has all of my like favorite things, like the big drop and the hook, mm-hmm. which I you I've mentioned that on the show how much I. I just need a big drop in the hook uh, in a pop song. Um, I, I think that her voice is kind of exactly what it needs to be on this song. She'll do it live and she'll like try to make it a big like torch song and a, a, like a big, you know, singer thing. And it's like, no, just sing the song. Like it's exactly where it needs to be for you. I find it really fun. Um, and like lyrically, um, I haven't really talked about this other show too much, but like, I'm not a prude in my music, but I don't want you to just like be too explicit with me. Like there was that trend in kind of hip hop and R&B where they were like, let's see how explicit we can get. My favorite thing in a pop song is naughty. Just be naughty. Because it's like a little cheeky. It's it's like innocent, but it's not innocent. Mm -hmm. And there's also that kind of like. I didn't say anything like this whole song is a whole bunch of her saying things like got a taste for the cherry. I just need to take a bite. And you could be like, I didn't say anything. That's in your brain. You did that. Like it makes me so happy. Yeah. This song is about, uh, uh, by curious experimentation in June, Mm -hmm. but still it's, it's naughty and I love it. And the video is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's super sexy video, and so I just, I just dig it, man. Like, if I was gonna be in Ibiza in July and like dancing, probably surrounded by foam and like, <laughs> ideally fifteen years younger, like I would want this song to play. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. I thought you were gonna say ideally fifteen year old girls. Oh, like, oh, we gotta we gotta stop this. We gotta, now. Let's stop this. We while got an we're explicit ahead. label and nobody yeah. cursed ones. I don't know why. But man, I just I, I get such a kick out of this song. So you know, is it the best song of the summer or the best song about summer? It certainly was the song of the summer. It came out, you know, when it came out a couple years ago. I couldn't think of a better song of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um. I just think it's super fun and I enjoy the crap out of it. And I've, I mean, one of the first things I thought when we started this show, when we first started talking about the Beatdown podcast, right. I was super into this song and I was like, how am I going to get this <laughs> song in there? But, you know, hey, we're doing a show uh, Memorial Day weekend. It's like go. the introduction to summer. So let's talk about Demi Lovato. Uh, Ed, I know you had made the statement you thought she was underrated. Tell me, what do you think about Demi Lovato and Co for the Summer? I love Dem- Demi. As I think she's like... I've, I've complicated feelings about this because I, I really do enjoy Selena and Miley and etc. and Ariana even. But something about something about Demi, I've always been attracted to her. It's like it's like her honest like get back was such a great uh, first single. And I love Remember December. I will fight for that. That song, song is money. I love that. I song. Will, I, yeah, I think I think I turned you on. To you, that did. At one point. you did. Yeah. Um, and I love Give Your Heart a Break and Heart Attack, even though I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and it went two times platinum, did not get enough credit. Heart Attack, so legit. <laughs> that song and the Enrique Iglesias song, also named Heart Attack, came out at the same time, and I think they both stifled each other's. <laughs> even though they're both good, and they're not, they're not I mean, they're they like split the fan they have big base. drops. And yeah. they... That's funny. Demi has these huge vocals and I just don't think she knows what to do with them is <laughs> like is really the moral of the story. See, what's funny is I don't I don't think she has huge vocals, but I don't care. Like, I think that you don't have to No, We don't need another Ariana Grande in the world. Like there's enough Mariah Carey's. And quite frankly, like 
I don't really care for much of their music because a lot of it is like a mediocre song that they do throw huge vocal shreds on top of and it's like listening to a really long guitar solo like i would rather hear a really good song good song with no guitar solos than a mediocre song that you're just shredding out for four minutes on top of i i I, what i liked about what i like about demi lovato is because i kind of feel like because she doesn't have as much bombast to work with she's always searching for something unique and something to kind of do that that other people can't do. I mean, a lot of confident is her just kind of like, here's my Sia moment. Like, here's my, uh, what was that? Back to basics or whatever that one Christina Aguilera record mm-hmm. she did with all the jazz influence. Like, here's my jazz influence moment. Like, and, and it's like, get at it, you know, like do all the things. I, I think it's fun. Uh, and, and, and find the things that work for you, hopefully along the way. Um, you know, I, I, yes, I agree that she, that she definitely, has a lot of songs that could have been more but could have been more successful than they were um she had this weird habit of just getting in her own way you well know? <laughs> i mean and she's been very open and vocal about you know her um, emotional troubles yeah and i think that one of, of that you know handful of girls who you know came out around the same time of the disney machine and i feel bad like lumping them together but it's kind of hard not to they did it with christina and Brittany, and now they're doing it with this you know the next generation um she was always, you know, she always came across as just being, you know, more herself. Like, yes, she played the game. Yes, she did the things. But, you know, when it, you know, when they were all getting kind of at that point where they're going to go off and do their own thing, it wasn't just to lash out. It wasn't just to be different. It wasn't just to be, you know, salacious or shocking. And look, I came from the Disney, blah, you know, <laughs> she just seemed to be being herself. And yeah, I like her Rocky her her like her her little more rock and pop edge mm-hmm. um and she's you know she's fun, she's very fun to watch perform and if you ever see the episode of her playing hide and go seek with james corden on uh the <laughs> whatever he does she's just adorable and is so sweet and so fun and um and this is a it's a great song this is like one of those like near perfect pop songs and and yeah i can hear this playing in the summer and uh, but other than the, you know chill for the summer it's sort of like i don't know what this is really telling me about the summer so oh that's, that's an interesting yeah maybe well that's that's an interesting point i mean is it really about the summer i mean right. the, the whole pitch of the song is like it's an encapsulated amount of time right like it's gonna end mm-hmm. and so if we're gonna do something adventurous and crazy we oh, can yeah. just say like hey it's just gonna last a couple months and then we'll yeah. go back to our lives just like you know like those What's summertime summer romances those those flings that are you know you just you hope will only you know will last at least three months and don't expect <laughs> any more and yeah, I mean, that's that's very much a theme of the summer. Um, you know, none of us did summer loving, but, you know, that could have been. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I, I know now you meant nobody is doing that song on oh, this show. Oh, but I was kind of like, tell us more, Jennifer. <laughs> you never did summer loving. <laughs> Uh, I sang it at at least one karaoke that I'd like yes. to forget. Yes, uh, I have performed it at karaoke <laughs> as well. My old my old neighbor, he's just love this song. So would. Summer lovin'. Summer lovin'. Okay. Yes. But so yes, yes. So I mean like thematically, I guess it it does fit in that in that respect. I'll take it. Uh, (laughs) uh, According to the randomizer, Edge, you're up next. So what did you bring for us on this songs about the summer? Josh brought a song today that references the summer. Jen is gonna bring one that but I'm gonna do one 
that feels like summer. Nothing reminds me more of the Venice Beach than Sugar Ray. And I was, I was, and nothing feels more like summer for my Midwest mind than Venice Beach. Wow. I stumbled all over that. It's fine. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna listen to some Sugar Ray when it's over, and we'll talk after the break. When it's over, that's the time I fall in love again. And when it's over, that's the time you're in my heart again. the video this morning and i was like i was really questioning my sense of style i was like ooh frosted highlights and bandanas <laughs> is that sexy or is it mark mcgrath just sexy and then i was like having i was having a serious internal crisis this morning and i, and I still don't have an answer on on my on that question of if it's just mark mcgrath or if it's the style um like to me sugar ray feels like summer uh I like googled lists of summer songs, and I always, I always find whenever you pick these themes, Josh, that I have, that I have like some kind of, I have like some kind of like weird mental block that I can't just like go at it straight ahead. So I was like, well, I think I will say, I will fight for the fact that Sugar Ray feels like Venice Beach, and Venice Beach feels like summer. And I think the the guitars, the skate punk, the the pseudo hip hop elements really connect in this summer vibe. There you go. Wow. I mean, Sugar Ray, um, <clears throat> that's, so have you been to Venice before? You keep saying Venice Beach. Have you been to Venice with us? Yeah, with you. Oh, just with us. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they were from Orange County. So that's a very, they kind of came out oh. of the skate punk um, reggae scene out of Orange County. Yeah. And they have a definitive, yeah. easy Southern California sound to it. So, so yeah, I mean, like I, you can, to you would totally hear this, you know, playing on the beach or cruising up the beach. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those easy summer songs that kind of gets you into that, you know, laid back rhythm. 
So let's talk about Sugar Ray. Uh, so, <laughs> so Sugar Ray, originally called the Shrinky Dinks, they were a metal band. They did two metal records. And then on one of the records, they had this kind of less metal song called Fly. And the record company hired a reggae DJ to remix it. And it became a giant hit. And they were like, let's just do that. <laughs> and so that's the Sugar Ray we know and love today. Um yeah. Uh, okay, Ed. Uh, Ed and Jennifer. I need to know: Is Mark McGrath attractive, or is he just manic? Was he attractive at the time? He was very attractive at the time. Okay. And then like, there's no, there's no question. He's attractive. Yeah. yeah. The style choices. I'm on. I'm up for debate. Oh, right okay. Yeah. All right. All right. He's attractive. <laughs> I mean, he was. He was so rooted in that time period too. It's like everything about his, you know, his his hair, his fashion, everything was like. You know, you you could put a dot on a calendar, and that's the day it was most popular. Now, Ed, yeah. coming out of like being from the Midwest, is this how you pictured L.A.? Like when you this, were this, it? This is how I, no, not only did it, is this how I pictured L.A. This is how I pictured all of California. Oh, okay. Like, oh, to, yeah. Let's let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, most people who aren't who don't live in California, they don't know how big it is. And they don't know, like, like, you know, now that like you have San Francisco and you have Los Angeles, but then you also have like San Diego is a whole different world and Sacramento is a whole different world. And I'm not even talking about like past San Francisco yeah. where it's a whole other thing. Yeah. I used to think San Francisco was on the Northern border of California. I'm like, <laughs> Oh wait, there's still like, there's another three or third, four hours. Yeah, one third of the state is still up there. There's essentially Ireland before oh you gosh. get to the other end. It's it's crazy. And and in and, and and then that's just along the coast. Talk about going inland and there is just there's just such variety and it's like like where the other coast you can identify the different um, cultures and, you know, geography by states. We experience it all in, you know. A whole coastline so yeah, it's it's, it's it's pretty amazing but yeah uh, I, was, I was telling my family members back in indiana that i am i i don't have the data to support this so you can <laughs> so i wig on twitter if i'm wrong but but my hypothesis is that there is more farmland in california than there is in indiana that is my hypothesis and there's enough space for that to be possible well, that is Ed's pick for this week, uh, When It's Over by Sugar Ray. And let's turn it over to Jennifer. Now, Jennifer, what did you bring for our Songs of the Summer Beatdown? So, the song that I brought, I think, actually brings what your song brought, which is the, you know, the the idea of summer, a song that also dropped in the summer that reminds people of the summer, uh, lyrically invokes imagery of the summer and memories and all those wonderful feelings and like yours Ed has this summer feel to it it's um you know it's got this smooth easy rhythm to it that just slows your body down and and gets you in the groove for the summer so the song that I brought is Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince Drums, please. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it 
And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run a rhyme And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's summertime From the from the very beginning, you get that kind of you know slow easy groove, and it just you know gets you into this like little chill rhythm, and you know everything about summer in the Northeast it's hot. Not only is it hot, it's humid. Everything you just you just slow down, and and this just kind of you know just brings back that that rhythm that feel of it and then when you get to the lyrics and he's talking about you know summer's past and you know um you know girls wearing less and guys checking him out and the the whole thing you know cruising and then the you know the summer romances and the nostalgia it brings back it just i grew up in the city and that was our summer we were outside all day long until the streetlights came on and, you know, we, we weren't, you know, uh, we, none of us had pools, but, you know, somebody's, somebody had a, a lawn sprinkler that we would, you know, cool off under or, um, so just everything about it just feels like summer. It's, it's slow, it's smooth. Um, and then, you know, then he's talking about the, you know, the, the, the smell of the barbecue, the smell of the grill, bringing back you know all these things all these memories and you know all the cookouts that we used to have you know the family reunions and all the uh you know the music that was played and then you know as i said at the start of the show we used to you know when we were in high school we'd, we'd go up to revere beach and we'd you know would cruise the strip and then we'd find a parking spot and we'd sit on the back of the bumper or sit on the wall and you know meet guys and uh or try to meet guys and it was just that was like a you know, it was just a, a snapshot of our year. And that was, you know, it was just such a tangible memory. And uh, so, yeah, so everything about this reminds me of summer. Wow. I mean, 1991, like this song is pretty. What I like about this song, it's funny it, when you said uh, summertime, I always confuse it with Miami, which was the Will Smith hit. Right. From which would have come out probably in like 97 mm-hmm. on the getting jiggy with it yeah. period. Um, before he did Willennium, which was not <laughs> his best moment as a musician. I didn't think I knew that one. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, like this was when we loved the Fresh Prince mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I mean, white kids from Southern California, like hip hop was really, especially around 91, like hip hop mm-hmm. was really mean and yeah. really aggressive mm-hmm. and really did not 
want you. Like, especially if you were a white kid from the suburbs. Yeah, Hip-hop it wasn't did meant not to want include you. you. Now, many, many kids found their way there. I mean, most of those records were bought by white kids from the suburbs. But um, we just didn't get it. But mm-hmm. we liked the rhythm and we liked the style. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we, we liked the beat. And yeah. so Will Smith was kind of our way in. On the one hand, you could say, okay, well, he, yeah, because he was soft and cuddly and not particularly and threatening. And because his grandmother asked him all those years ago not to curse on Ex- his album. Exactly. He was safe. According to the parents. But also because like these songs were steeped in sounds we knew. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a, there's a lot of soul in this song that you yeah. can't. And, and he's not a terrible rapper. Like yeah. there were a lot of real mediocre rappers during this period who had giant hits, Vanilla Ice. But he <laughs> can actually lay it down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how Will Smith ended up being able to be successful as a yeah. rapper, even after he became a solid actor. He's a pretty decent rapper. Yeah. I mean, um, and oh crap, I forget who it was the um they do sample a song from the seventies and I forget who it was. I wanna say Casey, but it's not Casey, is it cool in the gang? Yeah, it's cool in the gang. It's cool it's in Summer the gang. Summer Madness by Cool in the Gang. Right. So yeah. so yeah, so you do you get you get that familiar soul and it's just everything about it. I just this was you know, I mean this was I was already out of school at this point. Um, so now my summers were different. I was working but hearing this and listening to the lyrics, it's just, it, it felt like we grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah. And also what I like about this song and this pick as far as songs about summer is it does have, like you kind of, you said, you know, um, part of, part of summer is that laziness you feel at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like that real, just kind of sun drenched mm-hmm. exhaustion that you have after being outside all day and, and just yeah. kind of tired. Um, being from Southern California, I always attributed that to Toad the Wet Sprocket. That was yeah. my sound for that period. But um, no, this totally has that just groove that mm-hmm. kind of like taking it slow groove. I don't know. Yeah. The fact that they were from Philadelphia did kind of set them apart, I think, from, yeah. from the, the hip hop groups that were from New York or Florida or um, mm-hmm. or Los Angeles. Yeah, and I think also because, you know, he's talking about his his summers on the East Coast. I mean, you know, Philadelphia is 12 hours south, I guess, of Boston, but you know, the it was it was similar enough that I just felt like this could have been my summer too. And, you know, just like, you know, it's like summertime is a natural aphrodisiac. It's true. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're, you're exhausted, but there's like this, you know, this excitement and, you know, promise of potential romance. And so you, you, you <laughs> hang out in the worst part of the North Shore of Boston or on Revere Beach and you, you know. You're eating your Kelly's cream or French fries. I think it's just because you have so much wall. more free time. <laughs> you're just like, hey, so much more with free all time. The Italian guys trouble. hanging out up in Revere. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, we did. Sorry. <laughs> no, I feel about Italian guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, uh, do you know this song, "Summertime" by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? Um, back to the beginning point. This is the first time I heard this song. Shockingly, <laughs> um, but what I um. What I liked about it is that what Jen was saying was that it really, it's like it's like this it's like this memoir autobiography of his summer, and it's like it was really it felt really inviting and really like, like he really like showed you around and taught you the taught you the slang and things that happen in Philadelphia in the summer. So mm-hmm. I was I was into it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I also like. I mean, this was their biggest hit. 
DJ oh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh far, Prince. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, I mean, I, well, it might have been their last hit, honestly. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> the, the opening song. That was definitely a thing. Um, but it was also like, as he was becoming a they like this was a real song <laughs> like mm-hmm. the reason that we knew about them as white kids in southern california was be the whole like he's the dj on the rapper record nightmare on my street like parents just don't understand you know mm-hmm. um and so and that was fun and harmless and enjoyable but like this is a real song mm-hmm. and it's and it's got a groove and a dig it you know yeah. so i think this is a good pick uh my my white wife from boston that is our three picks for this week. Songs about summer. We'll go around the group one more time to uh, let everybody make one final case for why you should vote for them uh, as they ha- as them having brought the best song of the summer and crown them winner. And everybody else will have nothing to do but have a scratchy boombox that only plays Tears of Jupiter. Um, wow. That's that would be that would be tough. Ugh. They're trying to really brand themselves right now. Train is really trying to brand themselves okay. as a as the summer band. <laughs> I don't know how that's working. They were, they were really really good live. I I I went into them them live with no expectations, and I was blown away. And their drops of Jupiter is always solid. I could see them being very fun. I feel like we heard them a lot in Hawaii. Oh, that's right. I said tears of Jupiter, drops of Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. No, I, because I was, I was when we were in Hawaii, "Hey Soul without... Sister" was the yes, big song, and there's exactly. a ukulele on that song, and, and that the instrument that yeah. should never exist. I mean, that can go on that um that you know cruise ship soundtrack that exactly. I'm compiling with. Couple of your old thoughts said <laughs> is <laughs> Ochata and what was the other one uh, that sounded like a cruise ship song to me? It was Ochata and or, or Chata. Orchata. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That but, was definitely. But then the other song. one. I don't remember. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they're on tour right now with Natasha Bedingfield. They just played the Hollywood Bowl, and I just could not bring myself to pay as much as they wanted because Train is a really big band that commands really big ticket prices. And I just wanted to see Natasha Bedingfield do a 20-minute set. So I just could not bring myself to pay the money. I'll kick it off first and tell you why you should vote for my song. Cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato as the favorite song of the summer. You know, I just think it is so fun. I think it is naughty and and and, and silly and exciting. Uh, every part of it. I think those drops are killer. It has that great rock edge. Um, I I just think it's an awesome song for the summer. Um, and uh, I think when you put that in your car this summer cruising down the highway uh outside of los angeles because we don't cruise down the highway we camp down the highway (laughs) but in other places where cruising is possible you could (laughs) put on put on that demi lovato song and it will get you where you need to go and you will enjoy your summer that much more it is also i think the cool for the summer it's the perfect song for the nighttime of summer which is my favorite time of summer because the sun is down and it's like 75 and you're just hanging outside in the backyard and you're jumping around and maybe you've got one of those newfangled bikinis that has the extra straps on top that are super popular because she wears that in the video and maybe there's a you know fireworks and glow sticks i don't know I, i'm just saying i don't know what you do for the summer uh but that's what she does and the song's great party at our house <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is cool for the summer. Devil Lovato, my pick for songs about summer. Uh, let's turn it over to you, Ed. Make one final case for worthy for why the audience should vote for Sugar Ray's when it's over. Okay, so I'm not a 
speech person, so I'm going to pretend I am for a moment. Uh, <laughs> let, let's pretend you and your bros going to the beach. <laughs> all, the, all, all this is unrealistic for Ed, by the way. And then you're like, going to the beach, you're, you're stopping somewhere, paying uh, the 213 in California state taxes for a pack of cigarettes. Good for you. That helps support breast cancer research. Thank you for that. And then you're continuing on buying buying some brewskis, probably some like generic Budweiser. And but then you're you're getting sandwiches. Or do you not care about food? I don't know. I don't know these people. So I would buy, I would be buying sandwiches at this point. So we're extrapolating. And then you're going to the you're going to like China Beach with your beanbag thing. They're like throwing the beanbag into the trampoline and they're bouncing it. And you're drinking, you're drinking the beer, and you're playing Sugar Ray when it's over, in the midst of listening to Sugar Ray Greatest Hits, and that is the summer. There you go. That was the most polite fantasy ever. I really liked it because you were kind of like, so you get in a car, maybe it's a comfy car. I don't know what kind of car you drive, and uh, you go to the store and you buy some sandwiches. You know, maybe you get the turkey because you're watching your weight. I don't know. I don't little, judge. Little kale. And uh, yeah, get some kale salad because uh, you sprinkle a little Parmesan cheese on there, and that's pretty delicious. Can't even tell it's kale. Doesn't even taste like kale. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Uh, you know what? That's well done, Ed. You made a real case for Sugar Ray. Um, as much as I hate Sugar Ray, and I really never want to hear their music again, good on you for making a making a good case for that. Uh, Jennifer, let's turn it over to you. Tell us the audience why they should vote for DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Where is DJ Jazzy Jeff today? See, Fresh Prince won't tell. <laughs> where is the fresh prince he's collateral beauty that was some garbage oh my gosh that was a, I didn't that was a rough okay but that movie. has nothing to do with this song because this song was amazing <laughs> you can just you can feel the steam you can feel the thick wet summer air as you're slowly cruising up the beach no that's just because we have the air conditioner off so know, it'll I interfere am, with I the am, microphones i am melting right now <laughs> yes um as I said, this this song just oozes summer. The 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 rhythm, the, the the you know the gentle rock soul, the the lyrics, everything about them just brings you right back. All the imagery, it's like it's like you're sitting there in the backyard barbecue with him, splitting a strong bow. <laughs> I'm looking over at Josh. So sharing a strong bow. Zima. Zima. Oh. I was trying to think, of, I was trying to think of what was popular back then. 91. Hmm. Yeah, I think we were probably drinking Keystone Light at that point. Ooh. Yeah, that stuff was good stuff. Cheap. Um, Terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Summertime. It is the song of the summer. It not only feels like the summer it sounds like the summer you close your eyes you're in the summer it's also that's it may so you are it's also may. Actually, actually in the by summer. the time we drop this episode it could be the uh what is it the 16th anniversary no this came out in may of 91 
You did, yeah. So, I, did I do the math wrong? I mathed wrong. 16th, yeah. 16th anniversary. That sounds about right. There you go. Uh, well, that is our picks. And now, dear listener, it is up to you to vote for who you think brought the best song of the summer. You can vote by going to our website, beatdownpodcast.podbean.com. We have a poll there. Give us your winners. Uh and uh, tell us what you think. Also, we have a chat on there where you can give us your thoughts on what our selections were and tell us what you think we forgot. You can email me at beatdownpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at beatdownpod and find us on Facebook at beatdownpodcast. And uh, tell us who you think brought the best song in the summer. And please do, because that's the only way we'll know who's the best, which is really all that's important. Uh, and tell us what we left out. A couple things we obviously left out. Boys of Summer. That's a so many, didn't have so time for that songs, song. Yeah. Um, we had a cake by the ocean. I, yeah, <laughs> I yes. almost went with cake. I, I, I was, really I was going to really joke about that because I really thought that you would have gone there because we were talking about that not long ago. I just, I, 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 I have real problems with cake by the ocean. And yet mm. every time it comes on, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, another one, of course, was, you know, vacation by the go-go's vacation by the go. Well, then just summertime and the living is easy. Yes. You little know, George Gershwin, little George Gershwin. I mean, that's pretty solid. Ed, any other summer songs, summertime songs we forgot? Uh, there's plenty, and, uh, but I'm out of it. So. Okay. <laughs> yes. We got to let Ed go. He's not feeling particularly well. Uh, if you want to find us online real quick, Jennifer, where should people go? I'm on the Twitter and Instagram at Jenny B Creative, Jenny with an I. And a letter B. Uh, Edward, where should people find you online? At Edward Giordano. It's relatively safe to follow me for the next uh, 37 days or something until Big Brother 19 starts. So get in while the following's hot. Awesome. <laughs> and you can find me at Josh Burnell. That's B-U-R-N-E-L-L. And we'll talk to everybody next week. We don't know what our theme is, but it's going to be good. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Hope you're Beatdown is a production of us and is recorded in the office attached to our garage. Our theme song is Optimism by the Numbers by Brian Lerner and used with his permission. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find the show. The music clips we discuss in this podcast are used in compliance with the U.S. Copyright Act, fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. If you want to listen to the songs we talked about this week in their entirety, visit us on Twitter at BeatdownPod, online at BeatdownPodcast.com, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeatdownPodcast.